right. Coach, go ahead and introduce yourself. We still need to work on our introduction piece, but go ahead and introduce yourself and I'll introduce myself and then we're going to jump into a short and sweet topic that I think will help a lot of people. Okay, my name is Greg McNeil, often called the coach, business owner, clinical therapist, um, author, and um, PhD. Oh, coach, you froze. Well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself and hopefully we get them back. <laughs> my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl Limited Company. Um, I would kind of say if you were agreeable coach, a little bit of a coach myself personal and professional, uh, uh -huh. coaching and then, uh, social media work, et cetera. So, um, all right. I don't know why you're freezing coach something. Let me, let me stop recording the recording stopped. and I'll of course edit our, our stuff, but there are little tidbits we can offer people, but yeah, that helped. Okay. You said something in our discussion, um, for our classwork Thursday, cause the, uh, coaching intensive is in full swing that I wanted to pull out from that conversation and talk about, uh, cause I was in Texas last week. We weren't able to do our podcast and, uh, had some technical issues and, uh, I thought it was fitting cause I sure was fussy. And you said, um, uh, people need to recognize the blessing they're in currently. Could you give a little bit of the context of what you meant by that statement? Yeah. So, you know, we have a tendency to say, I'm, I'm praying for something. I need something to occur in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. But we fail to recognize that we're already standing in the blessing right now. Right. Yeah. So, and there are some things that we overlook like speed bumps, like you, we might overlook our health, um, being alive. Right. Um, regardless of what your state of health is, let's say you're alive. And, um, and too many times we overlook actual blessings in our lives in favor of looking for something else on the horizon, right? So mm -hmm. we're always looking down the road. We're always looking into the future instead of looking at right now. That's so good. Because I think in our society in particular, the next thing is always in front of us, like a carrot in front of a rabbit. It's the next, right. even, even in our work, you know, where we have the DCA and we help people focus on, you know, what they want in life. But the part of the process that is very important that we do um, take our students through is they need to understand the current and present um, situation, life, etc. There's there's lessons to be learned. There's blessings in that. There's it's very important to be present and not just go, go through life like you're on the autobahn in Germany, missing all the landscape, missing all of the things that make life very rich, including uh, at times difficulty. Yeah, there it's you're on a you're on an assembly line of thought. If you and one of the ways that you know this really clear, if you just look at what they call our industrial economy, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, let's see, we're going into spring here pretty soon, right? Well, before you know it, before we haven't hit March yet, but April is already being advertised, right? Yes. 
um, by the time you get to April, you'll already start to see somewhere on the um, on uh, on the clothing racks, right? Yeah, and in and August so, you'll start seeing Halloween stuff. I'm like, man, guys. Exactly. But what they're doing is they're just guiding your thought along from one material event purchase co consumption to the other. And the, the translation is in your own thought, it's causing you to do very similar things. So instead of being in the moment, you're always projected in the future to something to come. It's like, well, I anticipate that I'm going to... Uh, achieve this type of revenue in my company. These are our projections. This is what we plan to do. So everything is always out in front of us, except the relationships that are being destroyed right now. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy's like, I'm doing this for us. The lady says, I'm doing this for us. And then all of a sudden they realize that they no longer have a relationship because everything that they were doing for one another was in the future instead of right now. Mm. And so, uh -huh. and so if you look at this, like this picture, we, so to the audience, you're not able to see what Sherry and I are looking at, but there's a, I just have an image of a, of me on a hunt and I'm in the woods going up the hill. Well, um, everything in that environment is right now. If I slip and fall, it's right now. Yeah. If I'm walking and I'm thinking about anything else other than what I'm doing, whatever happens to me, it's going to happen immediately right now. And the only way that I prevent myself from having misfortune, misfortune being that I could fall and hurt myself or I could uh, create a situation where I ruin my opportunity to get closer to something that I'm I'm tracking for food, or there might be something that's tracking me down. And <laughs> especially with all know, that so, meat on your back. Yeah, exactly. So, but whatever is happening in in what we call the natural world is always happening right now, and that really is the world we live in. It live in even though we're on concrete and leather seats in our automobiles and stuff like that but when something occurs it occurs right away the accident occurs immediately right now in the present and um and so with that said your blessings are always occurring in the in the present you know so you, you never want to make the assumption that just because you're breathing right now, you're going to be breathing five minutes from now. And I think that's one of the things that we deal with that creates such problems for us because our life is always a projection instead of a lived experience right now. I want you to give the example, and it doesn't fit perfect, but it's perfect enough, of when you were training with that kettlebell and for a split second your thoughts... Remember oh, that? Yeah. That yeah, is a powerful example of what you're talking about. Yeah, and it is. And it is absolutely a appropriate. So um, I'm living in Gallup, New Mexico at that point. You know, I'm in my studio and I'm training for myself uh, for my own uh, upcoming recertification. I think I'm advancing is what I'm training for. And um, but I'm struggling in the community. 
right? I'm struggling in the community because I'm trying to figure out how can I really support this community at the level that I want to and still support myself, mm -hmm. right? You know, just because economically it's a little bit more challenging there. Well, I had a, I had a situation where um, I got upset and something just flashed through my mind in between the notes on a song while I was holding a 53 pound kettlebell in my hand. And the, the thought went through my mind so quickly, I didn't have time to register before my wrist was folded over, mm. right? Yeah. You know, like it just, it just snapped the, the, the ligaments, the tendons and ligaments in my wrist so quickly um, that I didn't realize what had happened because my thought, I got caught thinking about something else instead of what I was doing. And immediately um, I was in that injury and it has changed my um, life in terms of how I, you know, train and stuff is changed. Yeah. Right? It has it's really changed what I do. Um, and so, and, and when you think about your, your comment on the relationship aspect, I mean, to me, that's so similar. It's like if you're always chasing that carrot or if you're always distracted, one day the relationship just snaps or one day that person you thought would always be there isn't. You know, it was interesting. I um, went to a memorial um, for my aunt. It was my dad's brother's wife. And uh, um, I was really nervous, by the way, because they have similar eyes and I was afraid I'd have a breakdown and I, like I did at my aunt's house, but I didn't coach. I did good. And, um, but what was interesting is my cousin got up there to speak about her mother and she had regrets. So when I was going back to Texas, that's why I was there longer. I was going back to Texas with my mother. I told her, I said, that's why I live the way I live. And she said, what do you mean? I said, every relationship I live intentionally. I am not going to somebody's funeral that I love and have any regret that I did not spend time with them, that I did not do this or do that. Um, and all that's in my power, I'm going to make sure that I live in a way where I don't have any regrets. And so it's like, you know, living in the future and always going after it. I wonder, do you like, why? Like what's, what's going on in the brain coach that we're doing this? Oh, I lost you. Did you? Oh. I just, I'm sorry. It's training and conditioning. I had hit the mute button just in case my, my baby boy over here just decided to have a barking. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, really training and conditioning. Like I said, if you use like uh, big box stores, Walmart, department stores and things like this, uh, because of their marketing concepts, um, they are always ahead of the season. But that has a an effect on the consumer's thinking as well, too, right? Because you it forces you in your mind to start thinking ahead. Your when you think about retirement, right? When you think about all of these things that are set up in this type of society, you are promised. Um, through a set of conditions that allow you to think forward mm -hmm. instead of what's happening right now. So vacation, we always have to get away someplace, don't we? Yeah. Right. We always have to go. 
So that conditioning doesn't teach you how to sit right here, right now to enjoy what's going on for you. The fact that you and I can sit here and just stop and just take in a deep breath, right? The, the things that are so fundamental to our lives, we miss because our focus are on a material reality that may or may not ever come. Right? You know, I was wondering some research I um, looked into as well, because I, I think that definitely society has trained us that way. Some cultures, that's, that's not how they operate. But also one of the... Um, aspects that the brain um, looks for to generate hope is novelty, new things. And I wonder if sometimes it becomes a mental habit of looking for the next great thing or goal achieved, um, like almost like the brain is chasing after that as well, because it means there's a future. You know what I mean? So it's like, to me, there's nothing wrong with having goals. Right. But where, where the, the problem comes in is where you're not enjoying your present and being aware of the blessings around you. Would you say that's accurate? It's absolutely accurate because a goal doesn't, a goal does not imply that you uh, stop living in the present. Mm -hmm. It just means that there's something that you want to do. I'm looking forward to my next hunting season. Yeah. But right now it's February. Yep. <laughs> right. So right now I'm talking to you. Yeah. Right. Um, because this is the most important time right now is my conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And this is the whole idea. What you and I are saying means more to me right now than what am I going to be doing in September? Right. Yeah. I, you know, when you think about it, um, sometimes you have to force people to, you have to give them what I call like a wake up, you know, they have to understand that the, the real truth is the only moment that you have is right now. What you call your future is a projection. And when you are habituated into thinking that you're always going to live in that projection, you end up making mistakes, right? That's you good. You end coach. up making mistakes and you, um, unfortunately, we there are too many people that never reach that projection, right? They yeah. just never get there because it also brings with you a mindset that's quite disturbing because you're always running around, right? You know, yeah. like we already know some people. It's like, well, what about this? What about that? Because that's what the future does. Mm. The future brings questions you cannot answer, right? So it creates then a sort of anxiety for the person and um, to a certain degree, fear, right? Yeah. And that's what happens when you are, when you're in the space that you cannot live in, right? That's good, coach. Well, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that you're about to have a space you're not going to be able to live in if you don't get uh, your boy taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, so sir. We'll, yeah, we'll go ahead and short and sweet, Coach. I think giving them a you know sixteen minute podcast will be good, and we got very important and um, I think things said today that they can begin to ponder 
and, you know, and embrace and enjoy dreaming and planning. But at the same time, don't break your wrist. Don't let things snap. Don't let your finances snap, your health snap, your relationship snap. And not only that, when you were talking, I think that when people live the way we're talking about, the relationships they have are more enriched because your full focus and attention can be on that other person, whether it's the few moments you have with them to discuss business or it's the, you know, the spouse or the friendship that you want to cultivate when you're given your full attention in the present, that person feels very special. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, if if oh, you hit that, I'll tell you something real quick. You can go ahead and stop the record. Oh, okay. Well, let me um, encourage everyone to, because uh, I don't have to stop, Coach, if you, wants, if you want it to be live. Um, but if you... Uh, like what well, we talked. Let me just go. Okay. okay. Well, let me just go ahead. So <laughs> I had another example. So um, a couple of weeks ago, it's almost been a couple of weeks ago, you know, we had that snow. So Laura Lee is driving to Santa Fe um, to work. So she's leaving here about five in the morning and it's snowing. So she's taking the Sequoia, right? Yeah. And uh, just outside of Santa Fe, I believe that they have a rail station. Um, I can't remember maybe about maybe three or four miles outside of Santa Fe. Well, Laura Lee and some other, you know, drivers are going down the road and then they hit black ice and then they're all spinning out. Mm. They're all spinning out. Vehicles are getting wrecked all over the place. You know, ambulance and stuff like that would have to come. Laura Lee spins out, but nobody hits her. She's actually able to continue on and drive to work, Mm -hmm. right? Now, the car took a little bit of a bang, so we'll have to, um, some repairs on it, but that's not the point. I'm laying here in bed, sleeping. I don't know any of this is happening. So by the time I get up in the morning and stretch out, right, she could have been dead. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because there was no way my, you know, I keep my phone turned down, so I'm not going to be, there's no way I'm going to hear a phone ring. I'm not going to get any of that communication. Even if she needed something, I was not available. So by the time I do get up and I take a look at my phone, I'm looking at a situation for her that's past tense, but present for me. Yeah. And what I think about is, it's like, it's always good that you never go to bed angry with your wife or your husband, you make sure that, you know, they know you love them and that you appreciate them because just like that is done. Yep. Just like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is what I mean when I say when you're future oriented and you're missing what's happening right now, then you're not really aligned to your goals the way you think you are. You're just trapped in a little conveyor box. Right. And you're just going down the simile line thinking like everybody else. When reality It means that something is happening to your life moment by moment, and only you decide whether or not if you're connected to that experience or not. Yeah, that's good, Coach. That's a great way to end. Okay.